Welcome to Maranatha Teaching Podcast. I'm your host, Femi Fenoyo. Today, we want to look at the Russia-Ukraine war. What does it tell us about the kingdom of men? And what does it tell us about the use of religion as a weapon of propaganda? I pray that this teaching will be a blessing to you. John chapter 10 verse 10 The thief does not come except to steal and to kill and to destroy. I have come that they might have life and that they might have it more abundantly. What we are all witnessing in Ukraine in the last couple of weeks is pure evil. Pure evil on steroid. Pure evil in large scale. Pure evil at various levels. This evil was engineered over many years by many international events and by many political and ideological evil and corrupted leaders of the world and by leaders of powerful international bodies. This evil has now been triggered in our days by the wickedness and greed and madness of many leaders of the world. Ukraine has become a junction where various streams of evil converge, causing unimaginable catastrophes and destructions, first of course in Ukraine, with the ripple of catastrophes spreading like waves all over the continents and countries of the world. To be clear, our world is full of evils, evil that has caused and is still causing great loss of lives and unleashing untold hardship, sufferings and pains on individuals, families, people groupings, generations and sometimes whole nations. Like the situation in Ukraine, these evils are perpetrated by the powerful on the weak. Evil perpetrated by people with political, economic and military powers. These evils are often propagated either by the movers and shakers of this world looking the other way or worse still, fanning the fire of evil by taking advantage of the misery of people to advance their selfish ideological, political, economical, or military strongholds. Romans chapter 1 verses 21 and 22 Because although they knew God, they did not glorify Him as God, nor were thankful, but became futile in their thoughts, and their foolish hearts were darkened. Professing to be wise, they became fools. Evil is evil, no matter the propaganda. We all know evil when we see one. We may physically be powerless to do anything about it. We may even be fearful or intimidated to do something about it. However, every decent man or woman knows evil when he or she sees one. Do not let us commit the grievous crime of calling evil good and good evil. Yes, I get it. Number one, NATO, America, Europe are no saints. They contributed covertly and overtly at various levels to the genesis and the scale of the war in Ukraine. 
both by their actions and by their inactions. Number two, indeed, many of the world leaders are hypocrites. They point accusing fingers at the words and the actions of Putin, and rightly so, but they themselves are guilty of similar sins back in their own countries. They cracked down on political positions. They robbed the masses from expressing their constitutional right. And the list goes on. Yes, number three, the leadership of Ukraine are no saint either in this matter. Again, I get that. Indeed, none of the leaders of the world is the good guy. But that definitely, first and foremost, includes Putin. Putin is not, by any stretch of the imagination, the good guy. What he has unleashed on the people of Ukraine is pure evil. And the weight of the responsibility of his evil actions rests squarely on his shoulders. None of these things I have listed above, in fact, nothing can justify the horrific evil that he unleashed on the civilian masses of another sovereign nation, that is Ukraine. The innocent victims of this senseless war are preeminently the people of Ukraine and to a lesser extent the people of Russia and then the people of the world. There is something called the rules of war or international humanitarian law as it is known formally. These are set of international rules that set out what can or cannot be done during armed conflict. And the purpose of this law is to maintain some humanity in armed conflicts, saving lives and reducing suffering. Everyone fighting a war is expected to respect this international humanitarian laws. These laws are there to protect those who are not fighting, such as civilians, medical personnel, aid workers. It is to protect them and also to protect those who are no longer able to fight, like the injured soldiers or prisoners. The law definitely prohibits targeting civilians. Doing so is a war crime. If the rules of war are broken, there should be consequences. War crimes are documented and investigated and individuals can be prosecuted for war crimes. Also, these laws limit the weapons and tactics that can be used in war so as to avoid unnecessary suffering. It is very clear, even after you have removed all sort of misinformation and disinformation or propaganda, there are ample evidences to show that Putin, in invading Ukraine, he has flagrantly violated a number of these humanitarian laws. Unfortunately, there's very little chance that he will be prosecuted for war crime. Why? Because he is the head of one of the superpower countries of the world. Putin is not the only one that commits war crime and gets away with it. 
the leaders of the superpower of this world regularly commit war crime and get away with it. John chapter 8 verse 44 You are of your father the devil, and the desires of your father you want to do. He was a murderer from the beginning, and does not stand in the truth, because there is no truth in him. When he speaks a lie, he speaks from his own resources, for he is a liar and the father of it. It has become almost impossible for us to believe what our leaders and the leaders of the world and the mainstream media tell us. The leaders of the world in collusion with the mainstream media have perfected the act of propaganda. That is the fanciful word for lying. The script goes something like this. Tell a lie loudly and frequently enough. Shut down or subvert the truth and the people will believe the lies even when they are confronted with the evidences to the contrary. This is the state of affair in the nations of the world and it is frightening. The greatest endangered species in our world today is truth. Postmodernism with its attending and associated ideologies have primed the nation of the world to believe and live lies and at the same time turn their back against the truth. We are living in a post-truth era. It is my truth against your truth which eventually translates into no absolute truth and therefore no truth. One of the things, among other things, that struck me as the events leading to the invasion of Ukraine by Putin unfolded is the unprecedented capacity of the leaders of the so-called free world to lie. It was not the question of who is telling the truth, but rather the question was who is telling the bigger or the more dangerous lies. To get to the truth, you have to dig through these rubbles of lies. Unfortunately, the world has been robbed of the ability of critical thinking. We have been conditioned to swallow everything our preferred leaders and preferred social media platform tell us, hook, line, and sinker. Then there's the fear factor and the conspiracy theorist. This makes the job of these liars much easier. For months, Putin and his spokesmen consistently lied about his evil plan to invade Ukraine. Then, in the days leading to the invasion, he gave two live televised speeches in which he set out his case for war. As would be expected, there were sprinkles of truths throughout these speeches, but they were full of misinformation disinformation, propagandas, and lies. Even up till now, Putin refuses to acknowledge this war as war or as an invasion of another foreign country. As I mentioned earlier, the leaders of the so-called free world did not fear any better. They too continue to spin their webs of lies, misinformation, and propaganda. 2 Timothy chapter 3, verses 1 to 5. 
But know this, that in the last days perilous times will come. For men will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, boasters, proud, blasphemous, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, unloving, unforgiving, slanderers without self-control, brutal, despisers of good, traitors, headstrong, haughty, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God, having a form of godliness but denying his power, and from such people turn away. Many of the leaders of the world are not ashamed to use religion as a strong tool of propaganda. They understand that ingrained in human is a unique religious inclination regardless of how primitive or advanced they may be. Some may profess no faith in this God or the other God. They may even profess to be atheist. But don't be deceived. Look closer. You will find that ultimately they worship the gods and the goddesses of one ideology or the other or the god of fame, pleasure, or the god of self. This is because there lies in every human that spark of religious inclination, which may be fanned into flame or manipulated into an inferno. Putin has been quiet about his personal religious beliefs and views on God in public interviews. It is, however, known that he was raised by a devout Christian mother, and he is known to have worn a crucifix around his neck for most of his life. In an interview, he once said, it is not possible today to have morality separated from religious values. Putin, like Osama bin Laden, is someone who uses faith as a weapon. He seeks a return to the idea of holy Russia. He believes the West has turned away from God and he, Putin, is a defender of the faith. In his hour-long address before invading Ukraine, during which he tried to justify what he called his special military action in Ukraine, Putin said Ukraine is an inalienable part of our own history, culture, and spiritual space. Then there is the relationship between Putin and Patriarch Kirill, the leader of the Russian Orthodox Church. While hundreds of priests have now signed a letter protesting the brutality in Ukraine, Patriarch Kirill sees Putin's war as a spiritual struggle, a holy war, a crusade. He has always been a supporter of Putin's crackdown on Western cultural influences in Russia, and he blesses nuclear weapons. It is mind-boggling how Putin and his religious allies could not see that holy war violates the great teachings of the scriptures, like unity, love, peace, mercy, and forgiveness. Unfortunately, this is not the first time leaders have weaponized religion and used religion as part of their justification for war and it is not going to be the last time. 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verses 1-4 to 4. Now, brethren, concerning the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ and our gathering together to Him, we ask you not to be soon shaken in mind or troubled, 
either by spirit or by word or by letters as if from us, as though the day of Christ has come. Let no one deceive you by any means, for that day will not come unless the falling away comes first, and the man of sin is revealed, the son of perdition, who opposes and exalts himself above all that is called God or that is worshipped, so that he sits as God in the temple of God, showing himself that he is God. If we have failed to see it before now, the current unfolding crisis in Ukraine has exposed the true color of our so-called civilization, modernization, liberation, revolutions, evolutions, advancement, and so on. It has also exposed the fragility of international alliances that promise peace and security. It has also warned us to be suspicious of the elites that promise us utopia through their campaign of great reset. We have now created monstrous military weapons, including chemical and biological weapons. We have also created internet-based cyber weapons and have perfected the act of propaganda, misinformation, and disinformation. What more? These powerful tools are now being controlled by leaders that are tyrants on one hand and by leaders that are immoral or amoral on the other hand. This is the ultimate destiny of the kingdom of this world, chaos and confusion. Finally, all this chaos will pave way for the appearance of a character the Bible calls the Antichrist. It will seem to bring a level of normalcy and peace to the international scene for a season. But he is the ultimate man of sin. He is the ultimate man of wickedness. He will use all the tools of propaganda, manipulation, intimidation, subversion, subjugation like no one else has done before him. He will engineer the great tribulation. This will spell the beginning of the end of the world as we know it. Jeremiah chapter 2 verses 11 to 13. Has a nation changed gods which are not gods? But my people have changed their glory for what does not profit. Be astonished, O heavens, at this, and be horribly afraid. Be very desolate, says the Lord, for my people have committed two evils. They have forsaken me, the fountain of living waters, and hewn themselves cisterns, broken cisterns that can hold no water. Understand why we are where we are. We and our leaders have rejected God and his righteous rule. We have embraced human and devilish ideologies and have driven God out of our political, legal, economical, education systems. We have driven God out of our homes. The chaos we see around us is totally of our own making. Essentially, we have locked God out of our nations. Unfortunately, the world will not return back to God, 
but will embrace the Antichrist when he is finally revealed. Unfortunately, the righteous people are not exempted from experiencing the pains and sufferings of this world. For even though we are not of the world, we are in the world. As Christians, the Bible did not promise us a bed of rose in this crooked and perverse generation. In fact, true Christians are often the object of their evil and wicked attacks. We pray for the people of Ukraine. We pray for their leaders. We pray for the leaders of the world. We pray for everyone that is suffering under the oppression and affliction of bullies and wickedness and evil all over the world. We pray for our brothers and sisters in Christ in Ukraine and indeed for all Christians suffering all over the world. May the Lord grant them wisdom and strength in the face of these unprecedented sufferings. May their faith not be shaken, but rather may their faith be found to be pure and precious as gold to the praise of our King, Lord Jesus. May they become stronger in their faith and in their commitment to God and to our King, Lord Jesus. John chapter 16, verses 31 to 33, Jesus answered them, Do you now believe? Indeed, the hour is coming, yes, as now come, that you will be scattered, each one to his own, and will leave me alone. And yet I am not alone, because the Father is with me. These things I have spoken to you, that in me you may have peace. In the world you will have tribulation, but be of good cheer, I have overcome the world. Jesus is Lord. We sincerely invite you to check out our teachings on YouTube Maranatha Teaching Channel. They will bless you. Thank you.